This is the K-pop cast, and in this episode, we talk about Jungkook's golden debut, Taemin's not guilty pleasure comeback, Stacy joins the Glasgow Rangers, Hybe makes K-pop less petty, and GD's alleged drug scandal. Yeah, alleged because they they they're not going to get him on anything, right? Yes. <laughs> And this week, we are welcoming back a, a longtime guest. It's Todd. Hello. Hey, it's me, Todd, returning champ. My hand is still glowing from forming hand hearts with Stacy at their live <laughs> show and getting Isa to give me a side eye and go, ooh, when I said hello. <laughs> Love it. And you know, if we're going to be talking about Jungkook and anything BTS related, we had to bring on the Mandarin Mon, Virginia. Hi. Hello. Uh, but before we get into those topics, don't forget to join the K-pop cast listener fam on Slack. Link to the space in the episode description. And now for Hit Replays. I'm Virginia. I'm Todd. And I'm your Petey and Michaela. And hit replays are what we call K-pop songs you guys should totally check out each week. So Virginia, kick us off. What is your hit replay for this week? All right. My hit replay for the week is Epic High uh, Screen Time featuring Hoshi of Seventeen. It's a classic Epic High sound of chill hop, mellow and rainy day vibe with Hoshi's gorgeously melancholy voice on the hook. Uh, the song discusses loneliness after a breakup or maybe like a parasocial relationship with a celebrity or somebody mm. and being separated by a screen and wanting to get back together. So Epic High is a South Korean alternative hip-hop trio composed of Tableau, Mithra Jin, and DJ Two Cuts. Uh, they recently celebrated their 20th anniversary, and they started off at YG, but are now independent. Um, and the reason why I like the song is it is an instant classic. It's super familiar. It's a comforting sound, but the subject is a very current issue. So it's like a very, very classic Epic High sound. It's, you know, like really chill lyrics, chill rap verses, and then like super melancholy, sad hook with a very clear voice. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I love it. And um, Hoshi sounds amazing. And I think Mithra Jin has more verses than normal, which pleases me greatly because <laughs> he is This is one for the, the Mithra stands. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You you know what? I was so surprised when I heard this for the first time because oh. when it was announced that Hoshi was going to be on the song, I don't know, but for some reason I expected it to be this like super fun and like bombastic 
like even bright, almost bright sounding version of epikai. Oh, like, like fly. Yeah, because yeah, like fly. Because because Hoshi, especially in Seventeen, has has that kind of persona. Like oh. he's in, he he he's just like one of those those super like energetic, bright kind of guys. So it was really interesting to hear again the more mellow. Introspective version of him that you don't necessarily get if you're just listening to his stuff in Seventeen.、Mm-hmm. Which now that I think about it, if I think about his his solo debut Spider, which was a little bit more of that like I don't know, guess not super mellow, but definitely more dark and introspective. Like that, it makes up more sense why they would pick him for this song.、Mm. What's the song about? Do you think? I mean, it's about doom scrolling, obviously, from the screen time, and I think. Tableau does reference, you know, falling asleep and until the world,、oh, scrolling until the world falls asleep. I think we can all relate to that, given the current circumstances in the world. Anybody else have any、uh, like theories? That sounds about right, really. Yeah. Or part of me thinks it's like at first when I first heard it, I thought、um, it's when you. Not that this has ever happened to me because I am still married. <laughs> I've been married like <laughs> half my life to the same person, so. There's there was no need for this, but from what I have heard, if you break up with someone, you can still like stalk them on their socials if they haven't blocked you or if they、oh, blocked you. Yeah. So I thought it was about that, like、um, they they're they're still hung up on a person. They wanting to see like what they're doing and like, but they're not really involved in their life anymore. And they see him. I feel like these are more tablets versus, but like yeah, but <laughs> you see them like moving、tablet. on, and then like. And you're not involved anymore, and you you kind of want them to be happy, but you also do not want them to be happy. So I feel、mm-hmm. like that's what I initially thought the song was about. But it, so I can accept that as, <laughs> as someone else who's both been married for over twenty five years, and you know, in a loving, caring relationship as well. So I wouldn't know anything about the <laughs> this、um, disconnect that you're speaking of that、mm-hmm. maybe、uh, related. And to the song, I will say that、um, you're speaking about Mithra Mithra Jin, and yeah, you know, I think he's a very underrated rapper.、Um, mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. definitely has this rough, you know, unique flow, and you see him in sh- in the concert. He definitely throws down like he's been in a cipher. He knows, you know, what he clearly what he's doing in Tableau, sort of like the the lighter element, but also、mm-hmm. brings the the mo- melodic sensibility and and also. The vulnerability, I guess, because of what I've always been through. So, yeah. Overall, you know, twenty years on that. Do you say twentieth anniversary? Yeah, twentieth anniversary.、Yeah. It's definitely a great song and fits in their、uh, catalog. Like it just, it just hits what they do. Shows what they do. Yeah, I had it on repeat all weekend at my writing retreat. I did not stream Golden, but that's a spoiler for later. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I'm a bad fan, <laughs> but but Todd, moving on. What is your hit replay for this week? Now I chose "Perfect Night" by La Seraphim, and I always get the name wrong because there's two S's in the beginning,、right. and I usually have it one S and two R's. But you know, K-pop logic, it's going to be it's going to flip it somehow. But、mm-hmm. yes,、um, the song is to me. It's is it brought up this question where. Is it possible to release a summer hit in the fall? <laughs> <laughs>
it's like, because this is like a perfect top-down song about rolling with your besties on a nice, cool night. Um, it's in English too, so the entry point is way wider. Not that it's any, it's been any uh, problem with K-pop. Mm-hmm. And um, Perfect Night's been featured in a shooter game, uh, Overwatch 2. Now, oh. I've got problems, you know, with I think K-pop has a hasn't addressed about or K-pop hasn't addressed problems with um, guns and gun, gun imagery and shooting, but you know, there's there's always this weird incong- incongruity mm-hmm. of, of like, oh, this really nice um, K-pop song. Oh, it's going to be used in a shooter game. <laughs> well, now I have not played Overwatch 2, so I could, you know, be overstepping my boundaries here, but hey, if you're going to tap into the tap into gamers, not a bad strategy. Mm-hmm. They've got disposable income, obviously, to <laughs> throw down on chairs and and um, gaming utensils. So hey, you know, get you get paid. Now, La Seraphim is a five-member girl group on Source Entertainment, <laughs> which includes members of both Produce Produce Forty Eight and Eyes One. And just I went to Korea over the summer, kind of like how Steph did. You know, mm-hmm. I did like about ten days there, and they were everywhere, inescapable. Oh, Along okay. with New Jeans, I think La Seraphim were like, every, you know, on on billboards, on on the side of uh, trains, uh, in train stations, and all the songs, Fearless, Antifragile, Eve Psych, and Bluebeard's Wife, they were playing wherever you went. Okay, so, so you can't walk like, on a street and not hear their song. No, no, just like every shop's like playing some sort of like rotation that includes La Seraphim. So, to me, Perfect Night is like the the nice addition to the one, two, three, you know, the trio that is mm-hmm. Fearless, Anti-Fragile, and Eve Psych and Bluebeard's Wife. Y'all feeling it? Um, I did also put in my notes that it has sort of 50-50 vibes. It did yeah. remind me of that. Yeah, yes. that's what I was that was going to say. It was like that it, it feels 50-50, but again, that just adds to that like summer bop in <laughs> fall which Wait, is su- super shy is not 50 50 though right or it is no that's the two jeans oh no oh no i'm sorry i'm hiding Listen. i gotta this is not todd that is not virginia we are not the k-pop cast no i don't care if girl group stands come after me come after me what you gonna do to me mm-hmm. children anyway no, i'm just kidding Sort of kidding. Uh, no, I'm I'm really bad with identifying girl groups because they are not my natural inclination to like things. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, then you're gonna love Michaela's uh, uh, hit replay. No, I liked it. <laughs> Michaela, I liked it. what was your hit replay? <laughs> we're just we're just gonna move move on. Time. We're not gonna. <laughs> Is this to That's, that me? was called. That was called a uh, segue. <laughs> got, got it. Yes. So my hit replay for this week, guys, is Primrose Laffy Taffy. So I I hinted uh, on the last episode about my, my K-pop snack bar playlist. And this has been like the top of that playlist for the last like almost two weeks, to be honest. 
but I, I realized I haven't actually like talked about Primrose on the show before. So for those that don't know, they're currently a four-member girl group under AO Entertainment. They actually debuted as a duo this year back in January with members uh, Yam and Ruby. But uh, Yam left for undisclosed health reasons. And then for this comeback specifically that actually came out in August, they added three new members. Uh, Rainy, who was originally from Bugaboo. Nahyun, who was originally from Hadishu. And then Hayun. So four members. And again, this is... It's it's the, the cute sparkly pink bubblegum poppy k-pop that i love like and as we as you know the the season gets colder and as we move into the like the darker mood of k-pop it was just like this beautiful bright thing that just like came back onto my playlist and just made me happy so like you know it it had to be my favorite play for this week i liked it so i don't know what's happening to me but i liked it (laughs) (laughs) right there's I remember when I first heard this back in August, like I, I it was pretty catchy, but it wasn't mm. necessarily like it didn't stand out mm-hmm. originally. But so it was so interesting for me to like, again, you know, suddenly to go back to that playlist and listen to it again and just like have it on repeat. So it's, it's mm. definitely one of those like sneaky grower K-pop songs that, that, you know, come out every year. Yeah, it reminds it gives me like early weekly vibes. It kind of mm, like yeah. also like Stacy as well who we're going to get into because I got to go see them. Um, Yeah, it's the third time, but, you know, this one was like a full-on thing. But yeah, Primrose, I was telling these before that uh, I liked them before I saw them. You Mm -hmm. know, right when the the screen came up, I'm like, oh, I'm going to like this. And then (laughs) sure enough, just from the vibes and the the song itself, it, it definitely hits and just hits that. Like you said, sweet spot of 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 girl group goodness. Mm-hmm. And it's it's again if if you look at their debut back in January, this is definitely like one of those rebrands and like one eighty concept because their original concept as a duo was like snow and chandeliers and glam and like dark outfits. And so going from watching that originally in January to watching this, which is like high school, bubblegum, yeah, like love. It it, it it's so it's such a contrast from like the earlier stuff, but again, <laughs> still maintaining that like quality of music. Like their their first song was good and like they have like like really good quality vocalists in this group, obviously. It's like one of those uh, Avenger kind of groups where they're bringing girls from previous groups that didn't do so well. So they they come into it with experience, which is like, even though they're a new goo, they still have that, you know, more mature sound or, or at least a, a sound comparable to other girl groups that have been out for a while. Mm. All right. So check check out Primrose's Laffy Taffy, guys. Um, and so we're going to move on to our hot issues or how you things of the week. Yeah. Know, so th- th- we just mis- we mentioned hot issue earlier about the. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nayeon was in Hot Issue? Yeah. <laughs> okay, perfect. And so oh that's God. called a segue, kids. <laughs> and and for for the love of God that I don't believe in, please mm-hmm. stop spelling segue S E G W A Y. That is a product <laughs> that mall cops use instead of walking. A segue as Todd has amply 
given mm-hmm. us examples of is S-E-G-U-E. Thank you. PSA over. <laughs> Virginia's grammar corner. Mm. Love <laughs> it's going to be a, a new feature. Yeah. So, so <laughs> sorry. I just see it too many times on fanfic and I wanted to like, no, kill no. myself. <laughs> it's like it's like sneak peek with peak spelled P-E-A-K. And that one just is everywhere. <laughs> it's P-E-E-K, y'all. Come on. Get it right. Mm-hmm. Now get off our lawn. Kick off, kick off this segment. So you wanted to talk about Stacy, right? Oh my gosh, this segue is perfect because we're talking about gaffes and 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 you know <laughs> self-imposed falling on your sword. So Stacy went on tour in the United States, and in each town they've been wearing the jerseys of maybe you've seen it, um, the Chicago Bulls, or they mm-hmm. played the San Francisco. They play they wore San Francisco Giants and Golden State Warriors gear. When they went to Texas, I think it was Dallas, mm-hmm. they were, wore uh, Cowboys jerseys <gasps> and oh. Rangers jerseys. But they got Ooh. the Rangers from Scotland, Glasgow. <laughs> so awesome. they're soccer, soccer jerseys. Oh, and they babies. wore them. And, you know, they're standing, they're doing their, uh, their set and they're just, it, half of them have Cowboys jerseys and the one have... Um, a random Glasgow Scott. Rangers soccer Sorry. team jerseys. <laughs> and so, you know, New York Times picked this up. A mm-hmm. bunch of other spots picked it up like, oh, how how silly. And so it brought up the topic, of course, very active in the, the K-pop cast Slack. Join mm-hmm. in, join the conversation that these K-pop groups would probably avoid these things if they got a stateside consultant, somebody to walk them through cultural nuances. Mm-hmm. And not would you not only are you wasting time and, and resources, and you know possibly offending a, a large section of people, you would avoid. Uh, it would just be a lot smoother. So let, right. let's, let's be real about that. <laughs> But at the same time, if they didn't do this, would they get in the New York Times? I don't think so. Right. So, you know, all good, all press is good press. Mm-hmm. Um, but and this continued because uh, Glasgow Rangers heard about this, of course, and mm-hmm. suddenly <laughs> they invited them because they're they're doing a big K-pop show in London. Shout out right. to all the people over our friends over there that get to see the Wembley show, and they were invited. Is that so, Wembley? I believe so. There's they're at some huge ass. Isn't um, Wembley humongous though? Oh, there's an arena and a stadium, so there could be like oh, uh, oh okay, something. okay. I was gonna say, geez. You can fact check <laughs> me on this, but you know, obviously, I'm wrong. I'll be I'll be sh- showing the door. It's, the, it's okay. I don't know anything. The um, so Glasgow uh, Rangers invited them up, and they took a bunch of cute pictures. They did a uh, a bit of the bubble dance with their mascot and. What you know? What a turnaround! They just suddenly got a whole bunch of Glasgow Rangers fans to show up to their uh, meet and greet, and you know now they have a favorite K-pop group. Do you think it was a uh, actually a gaffe, or do you think it was like very? Oh, hundred percent. I mean, it this is this is a be. staple of of K-pop of 
of a of a concept or trying to do it like a sports kind of concept and have it just be like this crazy amalgamation or bastardization of whatever sport they're trying to, to talk about. I mean, like, Stacy, yeah, Stacy are not um, immune to these um, gaffes. Yeah, the, the one I thought I think about the most is they performed at uh, an award show. Mm-hmm. And they are doing this sort of dance break and they're trying to be all tough. There's like a chain link fence and there's these signs that say, you know, do not enter. And there's that one that says do not enter says fart zone. No. Do not enter <laughs> fart zone. I screenshot no. it so many times. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, it's like somebody went to the dollar store, obviously, and tried to like, we need some, we need some signs to make them look tough. Okay. Mm-hmm. How about oh, this one? God. Yeah. It says do not enter. Sounds good. They didn't bother to read that it said fart zone on it. That's but amazing. every time I see that, it's beautiful. I think we'll put that in the, uh, in the, we'll link to it. Please watch it. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> but it's giving awesome. me life. Yeah. I, I, hey. And, and now they have, again, uh, new, new fans who have, <laughs> who've, who've learned about them. Yeah. The only problem is that Glasgow is famously split down the middle between Rangers and oh, Celtic. Oh, no. So okay. Celtic fans probably hate their guts. Oh, no. <laughs> and in fact, a friend of mine, I, I was kind of like reposting their uh, pictures, and my friend's like, man, I'm a Celtic fan. Fuck Stacy. Like, no, <laughs> they can go to hell. But, uh, yeah. But but K-pop stands are out of control, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Okay. Sport, well, sport fans and K-pop fans, man. Right? Yeah, the, it's a very uh, tenuous uh, relationship there between football fandom and uh, K-pop fandom. <laughs> so, Virginia, kick us off with our next topic. So, oh, yes, sorry. Of a very very important album was recently released, oh, right, Lord. in the um, English language pop uh, genre, right? Yes. So everyone's favorite basic baby girl, Jungkook. Um, <laughs> <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. I'm not wrong. I mean... uh, released Golden. And uh, it was highly anticipated and broke a bajillion records or something. And um, it is a very now album and like the three lead sing- the two lead singles were seven which i loved 3d which made me angry but without mm-hmm. jack harlow's verse i loved because it's justin timberlake and then um <laughs> and then the title track was standing next to you which was really really good yeah and sampled regulators or regulate weren't you oh okay I think it sampled it. I hope it sampled it because otherwise there's going to be a lawsuit. <laughs> I didn't hear any of that. Oh, uh, it's totally in there. Like, every one of my friends was like, what is that hip hop song that they're referencing? So, yeah. But that's Michael, Mc- you mean the Michael McDonald uh, a sample or is it something else? It's the, uh, dun, dun, da, 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 dun, da, da. it's like. Okay. Um, yeah. 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 It's, I can't it's, forget. So it's it's really obvious. Um and then the rest of the album is it's okay. <laughs> it's it's exactly what we would expect from someone who loves Justin Bieber so much. <laughs> so there you go. That's all I have to say about it. I think Michaela, I, what yeah. What do you say, Michaela? I oh. 
I, I, okay. <laughs> Standing Next to You is a great song. I, I enjoyed it. I'm so happy that it was like the major title track because it really is the best song on the album. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's the, it's the set, it's like, a, it's the most, I think, experimental and interesting sound coming out of like a BTS solo that I've, I've heard. Like it, it was, it was a little bit surprising to see him to try that, to try it, but he like pulls it off really well. Um, but again, looking at, at the whole album as a whole, like to to be honest, I don't really have any other replays from the album except for that. Like they're they're not really any like major standouts. Oh, yeah. Like for for you didn't the, like hate you. Uh, it, okay, for me, hate you. It there there. I feel like there's an emotional disconnect because mm. like uh, on its own, yes, it's a great song, mm-hmm. but like for me, his performance doesn't give enough like emotional connection to to really? the song for me like i like his and, and that's and that's kind of like my general i think consensus about the album is like again his his performance is great his pronunciation is great like his english is flawless but like i i almost feel like there's almost like a, a emotional disconnect from from like the the song in the performance that i'm just not getting for from oh. like comparative to like other korean artists that i that i know have sung have done songs in english that like make me cry like oh. yeah like for, for specifically for hate you like i think mm-hmm. about uh uh golden aka g souls um hate everything like that's that's again that's one of those songs that like make me cry oh. but for for me like her, i don't know that that's 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 kind of like my general take on the whole album but like it it as like a as a solo pop dance dude in the west <laughs> album it's it's solid like, yeah, 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 yeah from from that objective standpoint it's like mm-hmm. a very solid album oh boy <laughs> okay so <laughs> done. i think you know for oh, let's start with hate you for a second mm-hmm. um I think it would probably be better if it was on an OST somewhere. Mm. And, and that you wouldn't have to hear the whole thing. Like, <laughs> like you just see the... You're like 20 seconds. He looks at the door, you know, and the thing turns to gauzy white. The subway, you know, the subway ad goes posted up. And, you yeah, know, I see, I see your because the right. the lyrics are so it's so trite. I'm gonna hate you, or what yeah. is it? They, I'm no, gonna blame you. Yeah, yeah. hating no, you is the what? only way it doesn't hurt. It's so Come it's so on. bad. It's, I love it. <laughs> oh, that's oh, awesome. so that's that. <laughs> yes or no? I mean, if I wanted to listen to freaking Ed Sheeran or Maroon 5. Go listen to Maroon 5 and Ed Sheeran. Mm -hmm. Why do we need Jungkook trying to channel these folks? Uh, JT, fine. Do your thing. But, you know, you know, but for real, what I think what he should do Mm -hmm. is have, instead of having the Major Lazer, the Ed Sheeran, the multiple people, DJ Snake, have one person, like, curate um, like a mixtape for him, like mm. Pharrell. If he yeah. did just an entire like five song remix of this album with Pharrell, imagine what that would sound like. Oh, I'm also yeah. thinking like when MIA came out, you know, 
think what you want to Diplo, but at the point, at, there was a moment where mm-hmm. Diplo took all those master recordings from a ruler and remixed them and put out a mixtape called Piracy Funds Terrorism. Go look it up on YouTube. It's awesome. He wow. samples um, Brazilian funk. He t- samples Salt and Pepper. It's just all over the place. And to hear MIA kind of like retransmitted through this lens of uh, a DJ who at the time wasn't as half annoying as he is now <laughs> and, ex- and overexposed, it would, I think it would do things for, for Jungkook that, that this album tried to do. Yeah. So yeah, for me, I like Seven and I like Lotto. Uh, her vo- her verse on it is authentic. It's not she's not like half stepping it. Mm-hmm. One thing that the New York Times podcast podcast um, John Caramonica and and um, mentioned was and Joe Coscarelli mentioned was that the Jack Harlow song kind of comes. You get fifty percent of what Jungkook's good at and fifty percent of what Jack Harlow's good at. Mm-hmm. To me, that and it's still like that doesn't make a whole song. It's just mm. like you're getting half of what they're good at. Got like it. It's, it's like a a meh Jungkook and a meh Jack Harlow <laughs> kind of meeting in the middle. Mm-hmm. And you just get this, like, you know, the metaphor of a staircase that goes nowhere. It's like, where is this going? Nowhere. So mm-hmm. it's a there's a lot of skips on this record. And if, if, I mean, if you stand Jungkook, more power to you. Look for the next one, man. See what's, what's you know, keep it moving. I will say, though, that as basic and boring as this album is, um, except for like a few, I feel like it does exactly what he wanted it to do, though. Yeah. Right. Like what he wanted was to make a global pop star sound very current. And Jungkook is actually very, very good at identifying what is hot now. Right. Mm-hmm. He's I is he visionary? Like <laughs> my friend said, Missy Elliott is who created a whole future sound. Right. Her with Timbaland. No. Right. But he's very good at identifying a hot sound now, I think. And then he loves Justin Bieber. Right. It's, I mean, he it's, it's very obvious. He worked with everyone Justin Bieber worked with. <laughs> right. Like this is just, you know, so I feel like in that sense, it's, radio friendly he wants to be a global pop star he wants the sound you know he was burnt out he was tired he curated these things he i think other than the two leading singles i think he recorded the rest of it in a week you know so Mm -hmm. is it i think that's the frustrating thing people for me anyway like he's so good so talented and then this is what he made (laughs) yeah like all right well you know that's what he wanted there he is but then but then to your point though virginia and then also like from what from what todd mentioned about like having one producer kind of come in and make something a little bit more cohesive Mm. like i think about justin bieber's debut and it was usher who was behind him and like Mm. doing his artist you know management and kind of like bringing him up as a, as a, uh, you know, from, from like discovering him to like his debut. So I feel like if he, if he was really trying to kind of recreate that, then what Todd mentioned is kind of something that he probably should have focused on was like finding that one producer, that one like star maker to kind of come in and then. But he did. I think Scooter Braun is oh. the guy behind all of this. Oh, okay. 
right? So that was his right person. Okay, then he picked the wrong person. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> Hype America, yay! Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just because again, just like thinking about like the again as a as a Western English solo pop dance guy, like. If you're, if you're looking at Justin Bieber's career, like he he kind of came out in like a, a, a vacuum of like there wasn't necessarily anybody doing the like the solo pop dance, like specifically pop, not like, again, like looking at the, the many like R&B artists who were out at that time. Mm. But like his, his his rise kind of like came out of like a vacuum of like the, the lack of artists like that. And I feel like with with Jungkook, if he's really is again trying to be that that crossover solo pop dance guy, then mm. I don't know. <laughs> he's cute though. Yeah, he's he's so cute. <laughs> he's so adorable. Cute, cute to a, to a fault. I'll be honest in some of these these visuals because like I know he's like trying to be like cool and sexy, but I'm like, <laughs> dude, your cheeks, like, come on. <laughs> But his tattoos, like ta- you know, you can put tattoos on a bunny, and bunny's still gonna be cute. Mm, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> So moving from one solo pop guy to another solo pop guy, we're going to kick off our Debak or Not Hot Issue segment with Taemin's latest comeback, Guilty. Yes. Yeah. So are we Debak or Not on Taemin's Guilty, guys? Just 100% Debak. 100%. Right? 100%. <laughs> it's so good. So it's so good. much better than the shiny comeback. Sorry. <gasps> sorry. Not sorry. Tame and stuff blows them up. Oh, out 100%. Water. Yes. That's true. Well, I, and, and then their last comeback hard was like a very, like, it, it's a very, very kind of like specific shiny sound. It was like, mm-hmm. it was more of a throwback, if anything. So, it, no, it wasn't necessarily like for everybody. It was more just something like that they wanted I don't to know do. What you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but again, yeah, yeah, of course, Taman Guilty Debak, like, I when when the teasers or the trailers dropped, I, I know we were just like lighting up the, the Slack chat with our like our theories and things. And so finally get to see it and like see the full music video and specifically, again, the full performance. Like I, I was mentioning uh, in another chat, like when he the point choreography is like him, like reaching under his shirt and then like grabbing his neck. And like again, we've seen people like lift their shirts up and like do do similar things, but there was just something about the way Taman does it that just like unlocked a part of my brain I didn't know existed. Like <laughs> the feral part is the I, part I, you're I guess referring that's what to. you would call it. It's all the yeah. military, all that military body work. Uh, well, he had that before though. <laughs> His hair is popping too, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. And then again, it's one of those because he's he, the 
the the one of the, the bigger themes of like is like kind of going back to to throwbacks of like other things so like some of his hair is like a throwback to his like debut hairstyle and then there are like other little easter eggs throughout the music video that are kind of like if you're a shawal you know you know so (laughs) wait so i know he so he was on suchita with suga and Mm -hmm. jimin where suga shot his shot (laughs) on main and jimin was like nah it's like i'm having dude right um but uh what he, he said this he's heard this song when it came out with um with not what was it not what was his previous comeback before this was it it wasn't move it was something it came out of this like he heard it at the same time so he had to like update the sound like i remember i remember what he looked like but i can't remember the song (laughs) because todd has advice it was advice yes advice okay gosh replay the whole song in my head. <laughs> advice yes he picked and this this is a great pickup from advice like yes. it, it, he he talked about like he treats he treats kind of like each comeback as like its own like little little movie and he like he tries mm. to separate the characters but again they just they fit into like the Taman cinematic universe so yes. so beautifully and he was also talking about how like he really likes that genderless type of thing mm-hmm. and he's really good at it and oh, so he tried to give for this comeback. He tried to give a little bit of what everyone wanted and missed, mm-hmm. and then, um, but also a little bit something new. So. Yeah, Taman Debak. I mean, Taman is always Debak, but we, you know, we just had to ask, or we had to boo you. So, so moving on to our next Debak or not, we've got a solo, a solo girly. The the girly Miss <laughs> Hyuna has come back with her very very quick short uh, pre release song attitude. So wh- how wh- how are we, how are we on this one? Are we debuck or not? Um, it was. I don't know how I feel about it. I like I like the video. How's that? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the oh the visuals. I feel like I I feel like it's been forever, and it has been a while since she's like come out with like solo stuff. Because she's like been in between contracts with P Nation. Mm-hmm. Now she's now she's at now she's at Arena, mm-hmm. which is Groovy Rooms label, which has Gemini, Mirani, Blase, and her ex Dawn. I know. I like Gemini a lot. Dawn is also at Arena, so Dawn like just keeps trying to shoot a shot. Ugh. It's not helping my Delulu wish they would get back together oh, fan fantasy. Just wow. let them be. Let them go on a break. <laughs> yeah, but um, for 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 again the, a new release under a new label. This is Daybok for me. Oh, okay, that's true. It reminds me of Vogue. Oh, a hundred percent. Like the the ga- oh all all the oh yes. I'm I'm Daybok as well, and I'm just judging it hundred percent on the video. <laughs> <laughs> which is she looks amazing and if you told me it wasn't Hyana and mm-hmm. it was some like a new somebody new you know she would have I would have been fooled because yeah. she looks like she just came right out the wrapper yeah she's she's doing her her vocal chameleon thing where like most people are again are used to like the the super like you know nasally high pitched rapper esque Hyana vocal but this one is a little mm-hmm. bit more in her lower register that she that she likes to like throw out every now and again to remind people that she's a singer. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So so are we all we're all debak on this? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So our next song, which again this is just more of like a a personal pick, 
uh, are, are we debak or not? Or Moon Jong-up's uh, recent comeback, XOX. If you're in the Slack, you know I'm already debak on this. So there's no, there's no question about what my answer is. I don't know how I feel about it, actually. <laughs> no, okay. It, you know, it's, it's okay. You don't have to like all the things that look... <laughs> I don't dis it's I don't dislike it, you know what I mean? But I don't remember it already, if that makes oh, sense. Okay. Yeah, that's um, right. And I was really distracted, I think. <laughs> Fair. There's so there's a lot of visuals to be distracted by. <laughs> so I think I was more distracted by like, oh, there's a lot of Michael Jackson stuff in it. Right. <laughs> so So yeah. Mm-hmm. But the sound, I don't I didn't not like it. Does that make sense? It was just more like, so I don't know if that counts as the buck or not. I don't have a preference. How's that? Okay. Is, so know, there, is there a middle ground for? Eh. There's not though. We're not okay. So, that, so we have to pick something. I, yeah. I would say right, so that's why I'm just waffling, guys. I would say no. I would yeah, say okay. a not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it just uh, didn't stick to me. It felt a bit. Uh, Run of the mill didn't really stand out. Sorry, Michaela. I know this is your personal pick. Yeah, and again, I come at it with like the the emotional baggage of like waiting like two years for him to put oh. out a solo. So like it's been it's been a while. It's been like it's been a few years and a few uh, survival programs oh. <laughs> and a few uh, label changes, and so it was there's 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 all this kind of like. Uh, energy that was already in it for me before before oh, I ever okay. heard so song. I think if you're a fan I wouldn't see why you wouldn't think it's Debak does yeah. that make sense if you're like a new person have no I don't know who he is mm-hmm. um, then I, I I wasn't interested enough in it to find out more how's that oh okay alright that's, that's understandable okay so we're so we're a Debak and two two knots mm-hmm. okay so ra- wrapping up our new music segment are we Debak or not on Ace's Effortless their 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 new all English comeback after after everybody's comeback from military. <laughs> I did not have a chance to watch. I'm a bad K-pop cast guest. No, it's okay. Feel- you can you can just be a meh on this one if you haven't heard it. Like I saw it and I also forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> Need some ginkgo biloba, <laughs> dude. You guys, mm-hmm. my brain is a sieve, but also it has to be like I don't know whether it's because of like the. The TikTok generation mm-hmm. now it either has to be like a earworm out the gate, you know, like to this day I don't know what the rest of the song "Super Shy" sounds like, but I sure as fuck know "Super Shy," "Super Shy," right? <laughs> right. So I feel like if I'm just watching it, if I'm just listening to it once and mm-hmm. it doesn't have something like that, I can't remember it. But if I hear it over and over again then I might like it, if, th- if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. I And to, to be honest, I'm on, I was really looking forward to this one again, because as as these are these are our favorite boys, like we, we've oh. given these guys awards on this podcast. Oh. And I was I was also kind of a knot on this one. But oh. as as a song and as a comeback and as like something that, again, we, we were waiting for these guys to come back for the military and we get this kind of like sad, you know, dark, uh, Oh, I really want to go talk to this girl, but I don't know if she likes me, but she's so awesome kind of song. Like it was it was not the energy that I was expecting from like <laughs> a return. So it, it is a not for me, but it is I feel like it's definitely like a more of a if you're a, an ace fan, you're just going to love to see them. And it does feel kind of like a song almost for the fans because it's like it's an all in English, which is something that 
they're really known for, like their English song covers are like one of the things that really like promoted them, like grew their star even bigger back, you know, before they went to the military. So the fact that they've come back and it's a it's an all English song just definitely feels like they're just kind of like giving a gift to the fans. And I'm really excited to see what they they do maybe in the next few months or maybe next year. Wait, is Ace the group that had this like video where it was like um, a lot of subway tile, a lot of red, and then like, I want to say bathtub or something? Yes, but then again, you could apply that to a lot of other boys. I know, I know, but I swear to God, that song was fucking amazing in that video. And I was just like, dear Jesus. So is this the same Ace? (laughs) Probably. Okay. All right. Sorry, I okay, got so, distracted so we're all, by we're, that visual. We're all not, sadly, on Ace's effort list, but I, I'm looking forward to what else they come back with now that they're mm-hmm. they're back on the in the game, as it were. That's good. Mm-hmm. The title meets the song. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's it's okay. All right, so moving on to our our hot issue news for this segment. So the headline. First is Hybe and NBC mend fences after a four-year-long conflict. <laughs> Virginia, were you familiar with this? I was. Okay. I guess the TLDR is that I think in 19, uh, 2019, dear Jesus, I'm so old. Um, 2019, when BTS was going to perform uh, the, like, I think Dick Clark new year's eve special and they were supposed to be at the year end special for nbc but they obviously chose the other one so nbc got mad i think that's that's right correct yes okay yeah so because they didn't they uh, of the of the the multiple networks that do end of the year performance they chose not to do nbc's in order to do something in the u.s right but they did offer to pre-record something and nbc was like fuck you rude um Mm -hmm. and and we don't ever want you back. And I was like, bet. And, then, <laughs> and so, and then, yeah. And then NBC rude the day they did that, I guess. Yeah. Because of New Jeans, TXT, all these people. And they're like, and so there you go. Yeah. The thing is, I, I can't believe I didn't even notice this, that nobody, none, none of the Hype artists had been on Music Core since. Like, but there's so many shows. There are so many shows. But I was like, it was something that I was like, oh. I guess, you know, NBC's, to be honest, I'm like, I watch more Inky Gaio, to be honest, mm. honest and that's SBS. So to, they weren't even on my radar in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, you know, hey, I'm Daybok on this for K-pop being less petty, I guess. Well, and they also uh, demanded um, better conditions, working conditions for everybody, not just their groups. So I feel that's Daybok. Same. I don't really have a, a skin in this game other than hey the more k-pop for for fans the better and better conditions that's better yes mm-hmm. yes all right so our next headline is g dragon is breaking his silence over drug allegations saying you guys are crazy there's not i, I haven't done drugs i don't know drugs who is she this <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait to get this over with basically so and so his- yeah. Tests came back negative too. Yeah, so they were like preliminary tests that were negative, but he was still like booked. But he was he wasn't detained. He was just like somebody alleged that he had done drugs, so they had to you know do an investigation. Mm. And so he was like, okay, I'm just I'm gonna just be here because I I want to do this right. But you you know this is all false. 
basically. And then like netizens were mad at his attitude or something? Yeah. I mean, there was a, there was once this broke, uh, originally there was a bunch of like, you know, smear stuff about like, oh, he's been acting strange. He must have been on drugs. And like, oh my God, he's again, just when it comes to like Korean netizens and any celebrity that has any kind of drug scandal, like mm. they, they get dragged immediately. Mm. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I guess. Wait, how do we debug or not this? I would, I'm a, just a not on the whole thing because it, it, okay, okay. it feels again like somebody was just trying to come for a celebrity mm. in so far. Again, everything is alleged and nothing has been proven. So we'll, we'll find out, I guess, after the investigation is over. But from his, his posturing and all of his interviews, it feels like this is just, uh, this is, this is nothing. Like a fishing yeah. expedition. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Then not. and this this isn't the first time they've tried to get him. So yes, that's yeah, correct. So right? I'm a I'm a not try try again. <laughs> he did look good showing up to deny the charges and you know, oh yeah sued, the-, the glasses. You look like you know somebody represent you in court. He looked awesome. Yeah, he um, looked he looked good. <laughs> yeah, but if he if he tested negative, then yeah, keep him keep him moving. Okay, so I guess that's not. Yeah, that's that's why oh, I'm like right. this, this. This is nothing. He's gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, so next headline is B two B parts ways with Cube Entertainment after eleven years. Mm. So they they tried to have discussions. Cube didn't give them what they wanted, and so they were like, "Okay, we'll just leave." So I I guess I'm I'm Daybok on this, but I I'm. I guess this is a wrap for Cube, guys. Like, other than G-Idol and Lightsome, like, I don't even know right. who else like, is left. they don't have anyone, right? <laughs> like, Pentagon is, like, slow, like leaving one by one as it is. So I don't I don't know. I don't know who else is there for Cube. Do you think Pentagon leaves one by one? They'll all reunite with Dawn? No, but that would no. be cool. That would be know. cool. I don't know anything about this, really, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, um, then maybe Cube shouldn't suck and be a better company. <laughs> Right. I mean, you know, don't want to lose your artist. Don't suck. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it was just so interesting that B two B left and like mm-hmm. that. It, it them leaving really again for the one of their star people, especially in Korea. Like B two B is such a big group in Korea because like all of the individual members are so well known because of like all of their you know radio sh- programs and variety shows and and acting and and, and everything. So them leaving is like is a it's basically like BTS leaving Hybe. Oh, so it, it'll be really interesting to see where how this goes in the future because as of right now they've they've chosen to again not side with Cube and are trying to look for other options. But there could be again because this is such a big loss for Cube. Maybe they'll they'll come back around and maybe you know figure something out. But as of right now, we'll see. I'm, but do I'm, you? Yeah. Do you think they would actually lose face that way? Cube? Cube? Yeah, like, because they'd be, like, losing face, like, don't you well, think? Well, let's, uh, if it doesn't get as messy as 50-50. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, so, uh, Todd, are you are you Daybok or not on this? I'm all for them kind of controlling their destiny and mm-hmm. getting out from underneath uh, a label that, or a company that, hasn't been serving them well and they can go mm-hmm. find their own path mm-hmm. yeah i agree mm-hmm. it and it 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 tracks with especially what we've been seeing in the past few years of like 
Got7 leaving, Icon leaving, B2B leaving, all these like third gen mega groups, you know, re- mm. realizing their worth and going going other places. Mm-hmm. So again, good for them, I think. Daybok, love to see it. Yes. <laughs> Was it the? We'll we'll check ben, back in in the end of the year to see if Cube's still around. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't folded. Yeah. So the last headline for today, before we wrap up this episode, we are going to be talking about 50-50 updates. So the latest update in the 50-50 mess is that the givers CEO, so the producers for for 50-50, are suing 50-50's company, Attract, for defamation. (laughs) Do people just have nothing but like money? Litigious money. Yeah. Ugh. What a mess. What a mess. I'm definitely not. I'm definitely not for this one. Yeah. Uh, just a not on all of it. I just. I just wanted to stop at this point. No good. We. I know we talked about like high ending pettiness in in K-pop, but it's just. It's not. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's still. It's still alive and well in this fifty-fifty mess. Well, Hybe can afford to. They're they're the top dog. True. Yeah. No. <laughs> Not you're not, not you? yeah, okay, yeah, because like, I don't know for for one i I think we've been talking about this on slack, like everything is very confusing, like yes. it's, it's it's we're not we're not exaggerating when we call it a mess, it's like uh, people people coming out and being like, oh, they tried to poach us, and like, oh, actually, they were gaslighting us, and like oh we we uh, one girl apologizes and is able to like to stay in the group and the other three girls because they they didn't apologize are now still just kicked out forever like it's <laughs> it's it's a lot yeah and they're it's, so young right that that sucks mm-hmm. so we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll check back in i guess with 50 50 because allegedly they're gonna re-debut at the end of the year with with new new lineup oh, three, three new girls so we'll, like, we'll why see wouldn't you just have a new group because of the you know the brand the 50 50 oh, because of the barbie movie right yeah like well if it's only three members or three new members they should call it 3070 <laughs> <laughs> the 75 <75%. laughs> percent yeah <laughs> okay Sorry. i think i think that wraps us up there uh, <laughs> that was amazing Todd. Thank, thank you thank you guys for joining us this week please in closing let our listeners know where they can find you on socials Virginia oh yes you can find me on Twitter I refuse to call it by its dumb name um, Twitter threads blue sky whatever the fuck <laughs> at the Mandarin mama mm-hmm. Todd oh just check me out on the K-pop cast slack I'm not gonna put my socials out there right now got it it's just too too fraught but yeah i'm a, I'm a bit in a, in a safe space up in the k-pop cast slack mm-hmm. you can find me at michaela j k-pop on all the things and you can find all of us at the k-pop cast on all the things and our slack channel all links in the episode description okay bye everybody bye see you Watch your toes don't invest war hey. do your dance i'm done with that get up